So you're going to be a starving artist? Have you considered something more, you know, practical? How will you make money? Why not get an MBA instead? We've all heard it before. Your family's well-meaning pleas with you to ditch your art and find something practical to pursue in your career. Whatever that means. During practical advice for impractical pursuits, students in MSU's Arts, Cultural Management, and Museum Studies program will explore stories from industry professionals across arts and culture, arming you with all the knowledge you need, not just to make it, but to thrive. Hello everyone, my name is Molly Mills. I'm a current senior in the Arts and Cultural Management program. My main focus is bringing diverse leadership into nonprofit theater and arts organizations. Today I'll be chatting with Paige Conway, who's not only an MSU alumni, but also a director, stage manager, and educator in the Michigan professional theater circuit. Today we'll be talking about how her time at MSU crafted her into the professional that she is. Thanks for having me, Molly. So I'm Paige Conway. I am an Actors Equity stage manager. I am originally from Flint, Michigan, born and raised. And now I live in Ann Arbor. When you first started at MSU, that was what, 2011 then? Yes. Yeah. Were you planning on going straight into stage management when you started? (laughs) No. I didn't even graduate having taken a single stage management class. My degree is technically in acting. I was a BFA actor. But like two, two and a half years in, I realized that I hated acting (laughs) Um, and that what I really wanted to be doing and like needed to be doing for myself um, was directing and obviously since MSU at that point didn't and I believe still doesn't have a directing program I kind of I talked with Rob and Kirk and Anne Felina White and was like look y'all I don't want to do this this is what (laughs) I want Um, and so Kirk just kind of was like, all right, write a curriculum, which was like really casual and very unofficial. Um, I won't say it was like a four-year directing degree because that is not completely accurate, but like I did like a conclusive directing degree of like my own making in like a year and a half. It ended up working out for me in the long run, but like was very stressful. So how many shows did you work on while you were at MSU then, especially in that directing time? Were you just like all over the place with it? Yeah. Well, so like when I was an actor, in terms of like main stage stuff, I only was in three shows. Mm -hmm. And then I did like a couple like second stage stuff. Um, I was really involved in the student playwriting series. Um, That got brought back when I was a sophomore and a show I had written was chosen for like that inaugural second wave of it and then I ended up taking over as the producer for the next two years um but then when I like switched to directing I mean my resume like quadrupled in like four months it was it was insane I don't think I mean my senior year I probably had a hand in at least 10 productions between like main stage um just student productions when I was there um, and then at Williamston Theater. Okay, that sounds like overwhelming. Got you where you wanted to be pretty quick. So that's awesome. So by the time you got to graduation, were you planning on going straight into directing or did you not, were you not really sure about? Yeah, no, I had like pretty conclusively decided like, 
okay, I'm going to direct. And uh, when I was graduating, I had a plan to move to Chicago. I had already signed a lease with two friends who had graduated the year before me. And like everything was planned and ready. And then I had just in the last few weeks of my senior year, I had been assistant directing and assistant stage managing the show Sirens at Williamston. Um, And Tony Caselli and John Leppard, the artistic director and executive director there, respectively, um, had been co-teaching our advanced directing class, which was like a grad level class. It was myself, one other undergrad friend, and then like four grad students. But it was kind of crazy and intense, but they were co-teaching that. And so I'd been working with John and Tony all semester. I was stage managing for Summer Circle, Mm-hmm. Not because I should have been or because I really knew what I was doing, <laughs> um, but because they had asked me to direct the late night show that season, but could only like pay me so much money, which like would not have even covered a month of rent. Right. So like, if you want to stay, then we need you to also do something. Do you want to stage manage? Um, so I was stage managing the same show that I was directing. Um And then stage managing another main stage show for one of my professors. And Tony got hold of me at the gala. He asked, he was like, hey, I just left you a voicemail. You should give it a listen and let me know. Uh, And it was asking me to like come be an equity stage manager for them for their first show in the fall. So he asked and I was like, yeah, sure. I'll take like a few months off or like just go to Chicago late so that I can like make a paycheck. right theater and like not having to be a barista so I did and then the jobs just kind of kept coming in so I never actually made it to Chicago one of my (laughs) friends that I graduated with sublet my apartment for a full year and then took over the lease the next year so you graduated and went right into AEA work then yeah I mean literally like by August I had my card are you still working with Williamston then um since that's where you started Yes. Um, yeah, Williamson has been great. Every year um, since I've graduated, I've done at least one show with them, whether that was as a stage manager or as a director, um, sometimes both. That's so cool to have like a little home theater. Um, wow, that's awesome. Okay, so what what have you been doing in recent years um, that you weren't expecting at graduation? You know, like, Obviously, you went right into working with Williamston. What came after that? Um, so after Williamston came Kickshaw Theater, which was uh, really that theater was probably the most like home base theater okay. that I had. Um, they have just in the middle of COVID um, shut down for good, not due to COVID. But they were an all-women-led theater company, also Equity in Michigan. I stage managed all of their productions, but one, uh, well, I guess two, because one of them I ended up then directing, and that ended up being Mm -hmm. the last show that they did because of COVID. It, like, shut down in the middle of the run, which was, you know, kind of bittersweet in terms of, like, I am glad that I was still able to, like, be part of their final production, even if it wasn't the final production they had planned for or had hoped for. Um, I'm glad that I was the director on that. So yeah, I mean, I think in terms of like the unexpected part of my job, 
or like what I have done was the stage management part. I never thought I was going to be a stage yeah. manager. Um, that's how I know you and that's that's what I know you for so it's like it's so crazy hearing you say that that wasn't what you had planned because you're you're so good at it well thank you Um, but yeah no it's it was kind of it was kind of crazy like when Tony asked that was not anywhere on my radar it was not something Mm -hmm. that I thought I could do thought I would be good at wanted to do he was like I really because Tony also was an equity stage manager for a long time um back in the day and he was like yeah no I think I think you'd be good at it right Um, and I'm very thankful that he (laughs) said that because I do really enjoy it I like consider myself to be interested in the like control freak package of theater, you know, like I want to stage manage, I want to direct, I enjoy writing. Like I want the things that I have like some semblance of control over, even if it's not like all of the artistic stuff. From where you started to where you've landed now, that's such a, just curveballs everywhere. Oh God. Yeah. So because you got to build your own curriculum, do you feel that that really prepared you for the real world in the end of your time at MSU? Um, I mean, yes and no. You know, I mean, especially since I then went on to stage management, like, are there classes I should have taken? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, had I known what I know now, there are things I would have done differently. I think, like, I, I'm glad with the classes that I chose to take. Um, you know, I mean, there was a definite path kind of laid out for me in terms of like the BFA actor route that Mm -hmm. I then said like, yeah, no, like I've fulfilled the requirements here so that I can graduate with the degree I have without having to like add other stuff. But like, I didn't need to take the comedy class and do five minutes of stand up for a final. All that improv and all of that. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like I didn't, I didn't need that. I needed to take a sound design class. Like legit stage managers who may happen to be listening, like take mm. sound design classes and take as many as you can. Yeah. If you can talk to audio engineers and you can talk to sound designers and you understand what they're saying, A, they have way more respect for you and mm. are going to be way less cranky. Um, and also, you're just going to end up with a better product. Getting to yeah. know Lab, like not just in the way of like, oh, here's how I push Go, but like actually being able to program it, it has opened so many doors for me. And like, I sound as, I was a sound designer for a show last year, like, and I had a ton of fun. Like, it probably was not great, but like, I enjoyed it and I learned a lot. And it's a good thing you took that class and, and were prepared for it. I was one of those people who could do as much as press go up until like March of this year. Like even in the sound design course, I was like, oh my God, I don't know what I'm doing, but I can press go. You don't realize until after you've taken them how much they help you as a stage manager. Like I'm finishing up my lighting design course right now. And it's like, I did not realize how much work went into it. I, I was a scenic designer before I was a stage manager. Oh my goodness. Just the work that goes into like a rendering or a plot. Like I really commend designers and I feel like you have to take those courses to know what they're going through to understand them better as their stage manager. Yes. And that's like, I did not take a lighting class when I was there. That was the one design class I didn't do mm-hmm. anything in. Um, Cause I just, I didn't like lighting. It didn't make sense to me. And I was like, no, I just, I like on top of everything else I was doing that senior year, I was like, I can't do this. And it right. is like, it's overwhelming, truly overwhelming. 
please, please take your design classes before you take your fun classes. They're so important. Like, Mm -hmm. I also, like, as anyone who wants to direct or, like, has any interest in that at all, like, you should all be taking as many costuming classes as you can. Yeah. Um, Like, costuming taught me how to be a director, which sounds insane. Um, But, like, KKP's, like, even just that first costume design class, like mm-hmm. it taught me to look at storage from a like purely visual standpoint, which is not what you're taught to do as an actor, right? And everyone's right. like, oh, actors graduate to directors because that's what happens in the Michigan theater circuit, which is, I have a lot of thoughts and feelings about that, but this is not <laughs> the place to like air them. But like, if you want to be a good director, you have to understand how to tell a story with nothing but visual, right? Mm-hmm. Like you can't, speak and I can still understand what's happening purely from the picture that I'm seeing on the stage that's good directing like that's composition um that's depth it's texture it's movement it's telling me the whole thing just through body language or through costuming and the flow of fabric and the structure of a pantsuit it tells me everything I need to know about that character or it should Right. And if, if those things are in juxtaposition, then it has to be intentional. Right. Mm-hmm. And I, I would not know any of that if I hadn't taken a costuming class, which like sounds absurd and ridiculous, but like a hundred percent, it was one of the most helpful things I did at MSU. And also I know way more history because of taking that class. Mm-hmm. All right. So I've got just a few more minutes here. Um, you want to choose your question. I've got three questions here. Uh, if you could start over as a freshman, what would you change? Did your connections to MSU faculty and alumni help you after graduating or any advice to graduating seniors? Oh, um, I can do two of them quickly. Go ahead. Um, actually, I can do all of them quickly. Um, oh, okay. Even better. Freshman, I mean, as a freshman, I would have just like not been an actor because <laughs> like, <laughs> um, it was terrible. Uh <laughs> In terms of like faculty and connections, I still talk with most of the my faculty from MSU. Um, I work with them often. They're mm-hmm. colleagues of mine and friends now. Um, so yeah, it's been great for me. Kirk was a really wonderful resource, um, as have many of them been. Um, but like all of the design faculty are now just colleagues and designers that I work with all the time, mm-hmm. which is great. Um, That's- such a nice part about staying in the Michigan circuit too is there's a comfort to it and it's like you know that you have those people that were once your educators that you can now turn to that's beautiful that's my one thing about you know all of the students right now want to move out of state and it's kind of like there's so many connections here that you're losing out on that you've built over the past three or four years oh god yeah and that's so great that you've taken advantage of it yeah, and it was not something I planned to do. God, I didn't want to stay in Michigan. I was going to Chicago <laughs> or New York or somewhere else, but like not here. Um, but I'm very glad I've stayed. This has offered me an opportunity to have an actual career. You know, comes with extra baggage. Right. The like, yeah. Captain Project thing doesn't come with, but like my idea of success when I was a freshman changed drastically from where it is now, you know, of like, my idea of success now is being able to pay my bills by doing work only in theater. And since I've graduated, I haven't had a job that wasn't theatrically based. I mean, it sucks a lot. <laughs> and it's like, the, you have to hustle and you have to have a work ethic that you don't want to have all the time. And it's right. exhausting. 
but it's absolutely possible. And I think this goes to like, what's my advice for graduating seniors? Just try shit. You're gonna, you come out of there thinking that you have a specialization or that you think you know what you're doing. And trust me, you're gonna come back to that. Cause like my specialization when I was there was in movement, right? I was a competitive gymnast for 12 years. Like my whole everything is based on physicality and motion and movement. And like, so my specialization now is physical theater. And that's what I'm really passionate about. And I'm able to like go back to that now. And I'm a much better physical theater practitioner now because I've had all this other experience because I just tried shit that people were like, hey, we don't have anyone to do this. Can you do it? It's yours, kid, you know? So just just try shit. I love that. Yeah. That's something that I have to just push myself. I think a lot of us were like, you know, I'm graduating six months from now and I'm like, oh, my focus is minority led theater and stage management. But like, really, I just have to do whatever I can to get out there. And it's it's hard to remind yourself, especially because so many of us in the department are very strong willed, um, especially the stage management side of things. Like the, yeah. the people that I work with in this department, it, we're all very vocal about what we want after graduation. And I think yeah. a lot of us have to tone it down and just take what we see to start off with because that's how you figure out what you actually want yeah well and it's good like it's good to know what you want like I knew what I wanted I had a plan every plan I've made since senior sem has gone terribly awry within like 10 minutes of me planning it so like know what you want but be flexible Mm -hmm. and say yes as much as you can, but also this is the part that no one ever told me when I was at MSU that I wish they had because everyone was just like, say yes, say yes to everything, but also know when to say no, know Mm -hmm. when you hit your limit and when you are at capacity. Because the thing I see over and over is several artists like myself, myself included um, in Michigan who are doing everything we can to like make the theater only or like full-time theater practitioner thing work Mm -hmm. um, which as I've said is exhausting and often means you're working like three or four jobs or gigs at once but you're not useful to anyone if you're so burnt out that you can't do any of those jobs at top capacities if you can do four gigs at once awesome do it but also know that like three months from now you probably can't do four gigs at once because you maxed yourself out right now. Yeah, yeah. So like, there's a there's a point where you just have to shut yourself down. Yeah, and like like not just know your limits, but like take the time to learn your limits, experiment mm-hmm. with them because they're gonna change. You know, mm-hmm. I can't do some of the stuff now that I did when I was 22 and like fresh out of the gate and like right the adrenaline. Like I ain't got that in me anymore. <laughs> and like so it'll shift, but you know. Yeah, it's it's definitely something that I th- I think especially so many people who work in the theater they're just like so focused on what they want that they forget that they have to have time to themselves too. That's something that I've especially noticed where like I see people who are working shows and then they're also working special events and then they're also working a part-time job and it's mm-hmm. like are you okay? <laughs> like yeah. Have you breathed in a little while? I say that like as a warning story because I'm terrible at it. I'm still bad at it. 
I think, you know, I got into a terrible habit of it when I was that senior year when I was just like doing everything to try to yeah. cram four years of a program into one. Um, and it didn't leave me, which is not good. And I think it's something that especially as stage managers, no one thinks about because we're just supposed to be the ones who are like always there and always fine and always doing things for everyone else. But like we can't do anything for anyone else if we haven't made sure that we're okay first people aren't always going to check in on us. So like we have to be willing to check in on ourselves and say like, Mm -hmm. I really want to take that job, but I cannot do that right now. Thank you so much, Paige. This was so awesome. I'm so glad that you're, you're so open to talk about. Oh yeah. I I think the theater community needs more of people just being willing to like be open about the good and the bad things. Cause there's a lot of both, you know? And I think as more, um, light is being shed on our industry, especially now while everything's kind of closed down. You know, yeah. I think it's really important for everyone to be having more of these conversations, you know? Mm-hmm. And yeah, I mean, like just about everything. I think all theaters can do with being a little more transparent, um, which means artists also have to be more willing to be transparent. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm happy to chat. This has been Practical Advice for Impractical Pursuits a Michigan State University Arts, Cultural Management, and Museum Studies podcast. Thank you to our program director, K.F. Latham, and the Michigan State University College of Arts and Letters for supporting this project. The opinions expressed on this program do not reflect official entities of Michigan State University. To hear more episodes and learn how Michigan State is training future arts administrators to manage with compassion and care, visit artsmuseumsmanagement.cal.msu.com dot edu forward slash podcast.